What's up, guys? You're listening to Down to the Wire with Mason and Cam. What's up, guys? So, we got some interesting stuff coming at y'all this week. Some cool segments. Um, so, I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way. How about them Tigers? How about them Tigers, baby? what I tell you? What did I tell you? <laughs> I guess I got to stop hating now. Yeah, you got to start hating on my boy, Joe Burrow. See, okay, I'm just going to say this. When it comes to his stats and how he played, it was exactly how I expected it to be. And that the numbers weren't flashy, but he did enough and made enough plays for us to win the game. Um, I was in the stadium. It was hot as anything. (laughs) Like, it was bad. Like, we were in the end zone, like, close to the LSU section, like, where the band was, like, maybe three or four sections over from that. So we were in the sun pretty much all game. Like, the last six minutes of the game is when we were finally in, like, shade. Yeah. So it was it was so hot. I watched. I rewatched the game. What night was that? Uh, I, guess, I guess it was Sunday night. And I rewatched the game just because I wanted to see it, like, on TV because you miss a lot being yeah, in the stadium. Miss a lot. And so, you know, kind of throughout the game, they give you, like, a picture of, like, the thermometer on, like, the field. And it was, like, 102 yeah, 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 or whatever on field level. Right. Yeah, like, it was crazy. But, man, it was a fantastic game. I could go on and on about this game. Might do it a little bit later. Do a little bit of it on my rant this week. But, uh, yeah, man, it was a great game. Um, Auburn... They're, they're a really good team, man. Like, they, they have are, a fantastic a front seven. Um, that defense is just dirty. they got to figure out their offense, though. Man, I'll say this, though. I mean, one of the main concerns that I had going into the game for LSU was how the offensive line would hold up against that front seven. And they held their own pretty well. They didn't run the ball like crazy. I mean, they got over 100 yards, but they didn't consistently run the ball really well. I mean, it kind of came in, like, spurts. They'd have a good run, and then they'd run for, like, one or two yards. And then, you know, four or five runs later, they might, you know, spot off, like, an eight-yard yeah. run maybe. Um, you know, pressure, whenever we were dropping back, a lot of times we were in six man protections or more. But, I mean, Joe only got sacked, like, really truly sacked once. The other times that he got tackled behind the line of scrimmage, he was, you know, getting back up to the line, so maybe it was a loss of one or something. So it wasn't really too bad. Wide receivers stepped up. That's what we've heard all offseason, that the wide receivers are one of the strengths of the offense this year, and they showed up. D. Anderson with a lot of catches. I mean, the third down catch he had, that Joe threw the out soon on the final drive, (laughs) went right over the defender. He catches it, still in bounds, and is, like, able to reach the ball forward for the first down. Great play there. And then uh, the very next set of downs, whenever it's fourth down and seven with the slant pass to uh, Stephon Sullivan. And I'll say this, man. A lot of Auburn fans complaining about refs. Yeah. Dude, those two but interference calls on the final drive, those were interference calls. Yeah. Okay. I've a lot of complaining about it, and I'm not going to lie, I agree with you. Watching them live, um, you could just tell the Auburn defenders were pushing off. They were grabbing. I mean, it was all game, though. Like, they yeah. were mugging our receivers all game, and they could have been called for even more pass interferences they than they did get called. But they just, you know... It's kind of shocking to me, honestly, though, that especially the last one that I actually got called because, you know, you're on the road yeah. in Auburn. You don't yeah, always you get to. the calls when you're the road team, yeah. especially, especially you know, game-winning drive. But, hey, we got it. Like, Justin Jefferson could have made that catch if, yeah. you know, that defender doesn't hold his arm down. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they were on our receivers all day. Um, but, you know, Auburn fans can quit complaining about the refs because all those reviews were good. Um, but, I mean, so I sat next, so I went to the game with my uncle and my cousin, and Courtney was with me, and, you know, we have, you know, four seats. And, you know, you, you know you're trying to find your seats at first, and Courtney's like, oh, okay, I'm sitting here, and I'm sitting here. He's like, here, swap with me. That way you don't have to sit next to my cousin because I know how he is. <laughs> And so, he, I mean, he's cursing the whole time, you know. He's being himself like I know he would be and everything. And and after the game was over, I turned to Corny. It's like, yep, that's why I didn't let you sit next to him. But, man, like, any time, like, 
those like pass interference calls or anything like that, like he would just stand up and just start yelling. It got so mad. <laughs> I was like, bro, that's interference, man. Yeah. And something I noticed, so like the uh, first pass interference call on the drive, the one that they had on Giles, uh, that was kind of the pass that was over the middle that was looked to be overthrown. Like, so like anytime there was like a penalty or a review, you know, they show it on the Giants, like, okay, so Auburn's screen is ginormous, like, that thing is huge. But, like, whenever they show replays, like, they intentionally show it or show angles to where, like, it's like it it wasn't there. So, like, the pass interference. Yeah, and so, like, uh, the pass interference on Giles, like, they didn't show, like, they only showed the very end where, like, he was very close to the defender. But, you know, before that is when the penalty actually happened when he grabbed his hips as he's taking his cut to his route. And so they didn't show that at all. Um, now, the second one, I mean, it was perfect, plain as day to me. Like, you, it was obvious, you know, they slowed it down on the big screen that he was holding his arm down. Yeah. And they're yelling, it's like, Auburn, he's li- or Hunter, he's literally holding his <laughs> arm down. That's interference by the book, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't understand. But, um, I mean, both teams were like penalties – Penalized like nine times. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of penalties, a lot of reviews, but man, it was a great game. And man, like uh, Auburn found their running back. I think this game. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but they just choked it away. LSU See, took it. From Auburn, them. something's weird about them this year, man. Every year, I feel like they've got some massive athlete that they can rely on. You know, last year it was. Carry on Johnson. Yeah, SEC Player of the Year. Yeah, you got Carry on Johnson, Cam Newton, Nick Marshall. Even though he wasn't big, he was just a straight athlete. He could run around people. And I feel like this year they just don't have that guy. They don't have an athlete that they can rely on coming out of their offense. Well, I think they found a guy in uh, in Whitlow. I mean, just kind of looking at the brief stats right here, he had 104 yards rushing. Yeah. and. They have a carousel of backs, especially beginning of the game, that they're trying to figure out, and Whitlow was the best out of all of them. I mean, it was it'll obvious. Be, it'll definitely be interesting um, to see how they use him. So, I mean, he, I think he's just like a freshman or maybe, maybe a sophomore is. or something like that. He's really young, and so I think Gus was trying or hoping that Cam Martin would be that guy. He's obviously not, so we'll see what they do going forward. But, man, something about Dave Aranda and LSU's defense being able to stop Auburn's offense and Jared Stidham who threw two interceptions. His first pass of the game was an interception. I mean, they were both kind of like bad, like especially the second one that Greedy Williams intercepted. Yeah. I mean, he was like right to him. I don't know what he was thinking, but he was under pressure all night. And um, I don't know if you noticed this. I know I didn't notice it, um, but uh, one of the guys, one of the media members does like a film breakdown, and he noticed that LSU brought more than five defenders on like a blitz. They didn't rush – they only rushed more than four one time in the whole game. And they still got that much the pressure. whole game, they got that much pressure. Now, you know, the four would consist of, like, the three down linemen and, like, maybe a linebacker or the three down linemen and, like, maybe somebody else. Yeah. But they didn't bring more than – I mean, they brought, like, I think the only other time was they brought five maybe, and it was the delay blitz. So it wasn't even everybody up in the line blitzing. So they got the pressure on Stidham and made him uncomfortable with four people. You get to somebody at four people, and then you got all these athletes being able to cover receivers and all oh, this. Yeah. Like, your defense is set, yeah. and then you're able to control the run. Um, but, I mean, I, I I'll be honest. I got scared, you know, the ending of the second quarter where they had those two back-to-back drives of scoring, and then yeah. the first drive <laughs> out of the gate, they scored. But, man, credit to LSU. The defense held up. The offense made enough plays to win. So, we're back now. We're up to six in the standings, man. Yeah. Number six. Took like a nice little jump right there. Yeah, man. Hey, listen. We play. Uh, we play Louisiana Tech this week, and then we play. I think it's either Florida or Ole Miss, and then we'll play whichever one. I think it's. I think it's Ole Miss, and then Florida, and then after that is Georgia. So we could potentially come into the Georgia game being six and zero, and it being a top five matchup yeah. in Death Valley. So. so, continuing on with our review from last week, my tie. Obvious. Beatdown. That's, that's all you can describe it as, is a beatdown. Oh, yeah, it was. Tua flexed. 
Easy. It was an easy one. It was. I mean, so I know earlier today I was looking at, like, the play-by-play stuff because I didn't – obviously I didn't get to watch the game. We didn't get home until around 9, 9.30 on Saturday. So I didn't really get to watch a lot of football. Um, But I I was just curious on what kind of the drives looked like throughout the game. And so, you know, it was early – it was, you know, close kind of early – you know, Ole Miss scores on their first play. Um, first play, that was... First play, 75 yards for a touchdown. Uh, Bama scores on their next possession in three plays. Um, Ole Miss punts. Bama fumbles. Ole Miss punts. And so after that drive, Bama goes, touchdown. They recover a fumble. Touchdown. They get an interception. Touchdown. So, so, like, so, no so let's see. It. Yeah, yeah. So it was seven seven at the end of Ole Miss's drive with ten fifty in the first quarter, and then Bama is up twenty eight to seven at the four forty mark of the first quarter. Mm-hmm. So f- a little over five minutes of game time, and you're up. Three touchdowns, and, and it's over. Point, the most, it's completely over. Yeah, by the, by that point, I think the most plays they ran in his drive was probably six plays, maybe. Yeah, and, so uh, and it was just quick hits. Yeah, like so it bombs. was three plays and a touchdown, six plays and a touchdown, three plays and a touchdown, and then they did ten plays and missed a field goal, four plays and a touchdown, three plays and a touchdown, seven plays and a touchdown, end of half. So it's already forty nine to seven, and it like once it to me, just kind of looking at this once it got to twenty one to seven, and Ole Miss on their first play throws an interception like it's over yeah, like there's it. like you lose all your energy that you had built up like all the, the crowds out of the game, Ole Miss their defense is absolutely like that is probably the worst defense. It it so it's bad. obviously the worst defense in the SEC. Probably might even be. The worst defense out of the Power Five conferences. I mean, they're just awful, and so like your only chance in this game was being able to consistently move the ball, not turn the ball over, and score points. And they they could not, they couldn't keep from turning the ball over. Yeah. Like they fumbled, interception, and then like you know they just couldn't move the ball. Once they had the fumble interception, the game's over, man. Yeah. Like. Was great too. The defense looked amazing against that high-powered offense. Deontay Thompson is coming out of his shell. He is looking like a stud safety that we've always had, like a Ronnie Harrison, you know, Landon Collins, all those guys. He's starting to become the leader of that secondary, and he's starting to prove himself. He's starting to show out, and it's just been amazing. Um, the offense, of course, did their thing, and so like. I think even after the game, I was seeing or I saw something that ESPN did yesterday that has Tua as the number two Heisman guy right now, behind guess who? Probably your boy Kyler Murray. My boy Kyler Murray, of course. <laughs> but yeah, man, like, like Ole Miss is only chance. Like, if you get down two scores, like the game's over for you because oh, yeah. you can't stop anybody. No. Like. Okay, you kind of stopped a little bit of Texas Tech, but it was first week. And then the next week you play a nobody and give up tons and tons and tons of yards. Like, there ain't no way you get down two scores you're going to be able to come back. And and you could pro- I mean, I didn't get to watch the game, but you could probably see it on their faces and their body language. Oh, yeah, like, man, terrible. this game's over. We're down 21-7. to seven. Boom, down. I mean, it wasn't even just that. I mean, it was really similar probably to the Ohio State TCU game in that, like, you know, in a matter of three minutes, TCU's down, like, 40 to whatever. Like, they're down three scores. Or they gave up three scores and they're down, like, what, six or seven or something like that? Like, There was a point in the first half where Josh Jacobs had a little running touchdown and then after it threw up the Landshark signal in front of one of their guys and they just did nothing, walked off. Yeah, like, I mean. They just looked totally defeated. They were, yeah, I mean, I can imagine they were, man. Like, that... That was uh, that's embarrassing for him, but I mean, what else do you expect? I mean, Ole Miss is a terrible football team with no defense. The only chance they had was passing the ball because they really didn't have any running game, and, and I'm sure Bama probably teed off on the quarterback and they created like you can't turn the ball over on Alabama 
especially if you have a bad defense because they're going to make you pay, especially with this offense with two and all those wide receiver weapons. And you can't stop the run for anything. I mean, you can't – like, you literally cannot stop a single thing as a defense. You can't stop them passing, and you can't stop their run. And it's a recipe for disaster. And so Bama did what they had to do, scored 62 points. Um, So, I mean, it was just total domination. Exactly what I expected to happen. I'm sure you expected to happen. May, I mean, I might, I might have expected Ole Miss maybe to score a little bit more, but I mean, I they were just they were just totally defeated yeah. before the first quarter was even over. Yeah, so. I agree. So biggest upset of the week, obviously, Wisconsin BYU. Yeah. Very. That that was a dagger to my heart. Yeah, that was one of your teams, wasn't it? Them in the playoffs. Yeah, they're done. It's over. Not quite done yet. No, they're no, done. Dude. Their their well. schedule is awful. They couldn't make it into the playoff last year with one loss. But they're, they're gonna come back and they're gonna win the Big Ten. So it's still not gonna happen. Away. No. Anyways, but they just looked rough. The offense looked terrible. I don't know what it was. They can't get the running game going, which is normally what they rely on with yeah. uh, Jonathan Taylor, and they just couldn't get it going. Um, I think they only put up something like 21 points, maybe. Yeah, it was 24 to 21. Yeah, it was. It was and missed a potential tying field goal to take it to overtime. So that upset, and then we had one more, a hometown team, Troy. Yeah. Down Nebraska. Yeah, we saw. I saw that uh, the screen, you know, before the game was kind of putting up some of the games, and yeah. I saw I was like, yo, Troy is beating <laughs> Troy Nebraska is right now. Man. How does that make you feel? I'm not talking about it, man. You're going to make me mad again. I'm having a good week. Okay, a good season. There's no reason for you to bring this up every week. No, get out of here. We wouldn't have have this podcast if I didn't bring it up every week. (laughs) But Scott Frost, man, he's just falling off after winning this thing. I mean, also, though, like, Nebraska has so much rebuilding to do, too, though. So I'd give – okay, so to judge on head coaches, usually the second year is a good judgment year. First year, you can usually throw out the window. So we'll see what he does the rest of the year, what he can build on this year. But next year has to be a real like a good. He doesn't have to win the Big Ten next year, but he has to be able to be really competitive. He put too much too much pressure on himself after winning the state national championship. Yeah, yeah, and I think I mean I don't know what the expectations are over in Nebraska. I mean, yeah. nobody talks about him. So, who knows what the expectations were going in, but, I mean, they were all excited to have him. He's home, quote-unquote. That's where he played ball. So, um, you know he's going to want to get everything fixed. So, we'll see how it goes the rest of the way. Uh, Shout-out to Vandy. Yeah, also Man, Vandy they, they had the chance to win the game. I mean, Kyle Shermer here threw for 326 yards. They fall short by 5 and 22-17. to 17. But, man, they were in that game. And I thought that they – I mean, I could, this is kind of game I thought it would kind of be yeah. that Vandy would hang around, and they had a potential to win. Yeah, we both called that last yeah. week. They had, what, three turnovers or something like that? I, I know they lost know. the turnover battle pretty big. Yeah. But, you know, that guy had a – at the very their last play, dude caught it and then dropped it. Yeah, coming yeah down. I saw that. Kind of hurts him. Man. But, uh, uh, also, Oklahoma State kills Boise 44-21. Yeah, uh, let's see. Hey. Your boy, Texas, beating <laughs> USC, oh all right? Not even just beating them, but they killed them, 37-14. to 14. Listen, watch out for Texas now. They <laughs> lost week one to Maryland. You but, hey, they're still my sleeper team. You even though I the Texas bandwagon. You can't jump back on. No, I was just really critical and upset. But, hey, they were still my sleeper team. They still are. Uh, I don't know if they'll beat Oklahoma or not, but hey, you need to watch out for them. They can be dangerous if they gain confidence. Watch out for Texas, They're okay? Anyways, uh, sadly, Arizona State lost after a big win against true, Michigan State. True, true. Uh, how about Syracuse? Uh, is it Syracuse or is it Florida State being that bad? It's that, a little bit of both. That man. offensive line was just terrible. I think my sister could block those guys. <laughs> I mean, still though, man. Like you're Florida State, you don't lose to Syracuse, I know, and you don't lose thirty to seven. It's, it, it, I just have no words. We need to get like Marcus to oh, talk. Yeah. I mean, he was kind of already talking. I asked him about it on Sunday, and like he was talking about like the offensive line. He's like, "Man, I could have done that." It's, it's, that's just embarrassing. Anyways, so. building off of Texas for our second segment, we got a little college football playoff outlook. So week one of our podcast. Who did you take as your final four? Final four. 
Did you write it down? What did you have? Bama, Clemson. I had Bama, Clemson, Texas. And Washington. And Washington. Yikes. So, you've got two right right now. So far, I got two got right. Two. The two are, and then my other two on the fringe. Texas is Texas is like Texas really on the friends, but listen, listen. If Texas wins out though, like they're in, no questions asked. No. West uh, Washington though, they'll probably need help. But with how the Big Ten's looking right now, hey, if listen, if if Washington wins out, they'll have the potential to get in. But those two, I'm telling you, I'm not saying that Texas will win out, Texas but is not winning out. Listen, but if they do, if they do, they're at like they are a lock. They're you in. need to put Texas to bed. You need to help. Listen, whenever really okay, whenever they lose their next game, they'll be put to bed. But listen, for the sake now. of this segment and for the <laughs> sake of my picks, I gotta defend them in the fact like, listen, if they do win out though, they're in. Like there's no question. They beat Oklahoma, they'd beat TCU, uh, they beat uh they would beat um, West Virginia, and one of those two teams will be playing again in the Big Twelve Championship game. So they'll have some quality wins. But again, like I don't know if they'll actually be able to do it because you lose to Maryland, now there's less room for error. You can't lose another one. You but listen, if they do win, loss. if they do win, then they're in. You can't get over Maryland. Listen, loss. I'll just say this: Ohio State lost to a bad Virginia Tech team and then won the national championship with their third string quarterback, and that was early in the year. So listen, early season losses, yes, they hurt. But if you win out, if you you know it constantly improve and you win. And it doesn't matter. Fair enough, fair enough. So, okay, let's say you had the chance to re-pick your Final Four. I'm not well, saying Well, you're... first, you got to give us yours. Okay, okay. So, my top was Alabama, Clemson, uh, Oklahoma, and Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin's out. So Their schedule is trash. Wisconsin's not out. They're out, man. Their schedule is awful. You like, just okay. gave me no, the no. exact same reason why they're not out. No, no, no. It's State. different, though. It's different. Listen, Ohio listen. State had the same schedule. No, 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 listen, no, okay, what? listen, know that's exactly listen, what it was. listen, <laughs> it's the same in, in the sense that, nobody, no, no, listen, okay, Wisconsin's schedule is worse, like, a lot worse, <laughs> okay, like, their schedule is awful, okay, we'll see, they don't we'll play see, anybody, see, with Ohio State, with Ohio State and their division, their division is much stronger, so they had to play Michigan, they had to play Penn State, they had to play Michigan State, which is all stronger than the teams that's in Wisconsin's division. At that time, no. Yeah. Mich- Michigan and Penn State were still garbage at that time. They were better than They're any team that garbage. Wisconsin plays no. now. No, I'm not taking that. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. So, those are my final four. So, let's say you get the chance to repick. You get a top four right now. What are you taking? Oklahoma's definitely in. I'm doing in no particular order okay. here. So Oklahoma's definitely in for me. So that would, you know, remove Texas. Um, man. Ohio State's probably Texas. in. Um, so I got Oklahoma, Ohio State. Um, and then I got the winner of the SEC championship game, which would be either Georgia, Alabama, or my boys, LSU. Those are the three. <laughs> okay. And then my fourth team is the loser of the LSU-Alabama game. You think so? Yeah. So you just gave me about ten teams right there. Now you have to no, 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 listen. You listen. have to pick I gave you five. You can't give I gave you five. a winner or a loser. I gave you five. Name them again. So it's, so it's Oklahoma, Ohio State, Okay. The winner at the SEC championship game, which is going to be either Georgia and the winner of the LSU-Bama game. So that's five teams right there. Okay. Correct. And then the fourth team would be the loser of the LSU-Bama game. Okay. So, so it's those saying, group of five teams. So you're saying Clemson, or not Clemson, so you're not putting Clemson in. I'm going to take Clemson out. Clemson's out. Okay. Even though they're not going to lose a game all year, you still think. I think they'll trip up somewhere. I really do. Where? Their schedule uh, is worse. Let's see. I got to look at it, it now. Wisconsin's schedule, their schedule's worse. I got to look here. Okay, maybe I'll edit edit it then. Let's see. Clemson schedule. I mean, honestly, they could lose to Syracuse again. Okay. Probably not. Um, listen, Boston College is coming up. And maybe even like, okay, so it's at the end of the year rivalry game. Like, watch out for South Carolina. 
Listen, listen, that was the beginning of the year. And honestly, like, Clemson is not, like, isn't as impressive as Georgia is so to I'll this give point. You, I'll give you both of those games. I'll give you South Carolina and Boston College. That will be One of those two games, and then uh, whoever they face, either Miami or Virginia Tech, because they don't play either of those teams this year on their schedule. One of those teams in the uh, conference championship game. Um, they have a really good defensive line. Their offense didn't look good at all, really. Like, it's very, like, a lot to left be desired. So, I'm going to leave the ACC out of it this year. Okay. Um, so, I'm going to go Ohio State, Oklahoma. Um, I'm going to go, like, I love, I want to pick my boys. <laughs> I really do. Like, you have no idea. Um, but... I mean, it's going to be, like, the last two spots are going to be out of Alabama, Georgia, LSU. All right, so let me ask you this. Let's say, I don't know, let's say for some wild reason, LSU decides to beat Alabama, okay? Yeah. But they lose to Georgia in, what did you say, they play two weeks, three weeks? They play, so if, if LSU and Georgia played in the SEC championship game, that would be game number two. So, and so Georgia would already have a loss. So they, don't, so they do play in the regular season. Yeah, they do. Okay, so let's say Georgia beats them in the regular season. But LSU beats Alabama, and then Georgia beats them again in the SEC Championship. That gives them two losses. Yeah, so, so then it would be Georgia and Bama. Okay. All right, so new scenario. Let's say Alabama wins out. Yep. And then LSU loses to, obviously, Alabama and Georgia. Yeah, they're and out. And then Georgia loses to Alabama in the SEC Championship. Uh, if that happens, so if it's just, so when it comes to like, if LSU gets two losses, they're out. Yeah, like if any team in losses. the SEC gets two losses, no matter who you are, you're done. Yeah, I agree. Um, and so the only teams that honestly will have one loss would be LSU, Georgia, Bama, because Auburn's out. Like there's no way, yeah, I mean, out. they might win a game against either Georgia or Bama, both of them on the road, there's no way they win both. No. Okay. No, no, so, no I mean, even potentially losing. Both of those games. Mississippi they State. Still play Mississippi State all yeah, Mississippi State, so, they're done. Yeah, like, they're yeah. not going to beat Bama or LSU or Auburn. Like, they're not beating all three of those teams. Um, they'll probably lose two out of three of those. Okay. Um, so, so, for me, I would say, like you said, no order. Um, Alabama. Um, I'm keeping Clemson in. I just don't see them losing at all. Oklahoma. Staying strong with my three. Or Georgia. Um, see, uh, gosh, so, like. They, Okay, so out of, like, the three SEC teams that I gave you, Georgia has the best, like, schedule remaining. Like, the only challenge they really have left is Auburn. Yeah. They get that at home. And then the next challenge. challenge? And then the – yeah, LSU. (laughs) I'm sorry. So, okay, so they could potentially, like, go into that game beating a top 10 LSU, probably a top 15-ish team in Auburn. Well, right now Auburn's still top 10 there. Yeah, I mean, just depending on how everything goes, you know, they might, you know, lose a game they're not supposed to. But, I mean, at least top 15, maybe top 10 team in Auburn at home, and then, you you know, you get to the SEC championship game, you win or lose. I mean, it just kind of depends on what the other side looks like. Um, But I think, like, I mean, I told you this uh, uh, week one in that talking about LSU's home stretch of the Georgia – State Bama out of those three. I told you that I really think that they'll win two out of those three. Yeah. Now, which two, I'm not sure. Okay. Like, if LSU only loses to Georgia or only loses to Bama, like, they're still in contention for a playoff spot. Yeah, I agree. They might not win. They might. Yeah. So, like, one loss, then it'll be interesting. Like, if they get one loss, no matter what happens in that SEC championship game, I think they're in. So, let me ask you this. What if Alabama runs the table? Well, Trying to figure out a way. I don't think there's a. It's possible for them, all three of them, to have one loss. Um, Unless. Okay, so well, the LSU only way that can happen, Alabama. So LSU can run the table, and that would give Georgia one loss, Alabama one loss, and then Georgia wins the SEC championship, giving LSU one loss. So all three of them. Have I mean, one you loss. got. Then what do you do? Yeah. Do so, you put in three one loss? No, there's SEC no way. Teams? There's no way one conference gets more than two. There's okay, no but let me ask you this. So then, last year they put in Alabama on a weaker schedule with one loss, 
but they still. Well, I would say I would say this. I would say this, and that is like, I think, so like LSU plays both Alabama and Georgia, like beginning like regular season. Okay. It honestly depends on who wins the SEC championship. Yeah, I agree. Okay, whoever wins the SEC championships getting in on that. So like, they're in. Now, if all three teams are in, it like if all three teams have one loss, winner of the SEC championship goes, and then you're comparing, you know, the two bottom teams. Now, those two bottom teams could be Bama LSU. You decide that on the Bama LSU game in the regular season, or it could be Georgia and LSU. And you compare those teams either in the, in the uh, regular season. Um, so that would be the only way. And the only other time, like, other team that you could maybe compare is if LSU somehow wins the SEC championship game, beats Georgia in a rematch. Yeah. Okay. They So LSU loses to Georgia regular season, beats Bama, and then beats Georgia in the SEC championship game. And then your comparison is – Bama and Georgia, who never played each other. And, and that's where that. the real discussion right. would come in. That's when it would get hard. That's the only scenario, though. Because the other two scenarios... you got to compare schedules, too. And then yeah. you look at it, and it's almost, almost identical. They're very similar. It's yeah. Identical, but it's very, and so very I guess maybe a point of comparison is, you know, they both play Auburn. Yeah. Both late in the year. So I guess that would be one of the few things. But honestly, if you're asking me, Bama gets in because, yeah, you just know, because it's Bama. It, yeah. It's, and it's Nick Saban. They always Man. get it, no matter what. I love saying that. Just because they can, they'll crazy. lose their division, but still get in the championship. Exactly, that's how it happens every year. All right. Anyways, let's go next segment. Um, so we got NFL starting up. Give me your NFL playoff prediction. You don't have to go any particular order. Six teams for AFC and NFC. Six go. teams. Yeah, you got four divisions and then two. Okay, I'm gonna have to look at the standings here. I'm not okay. I'm just gonna start this off by saying. I'm not a huge NFL guy. Yeah. I'll watch it every now and then. I, you know, I'll watch the Saints. I'll do fantasy. But I'm not a huge NFL guy, so I'm just kind of going off of what I see and what I usually know to be true. Um, and so, uh, you know, how NFL works, each division winner uh, goes in and then two wild cards, right? Correct. Okay, so Jags are in, and I'm going to go Kansas City's in. So those are two division winners. And then Patriots are obviously in. They're one one right now. Miami's 2-0, but, I mean, it's New England. They always win. Um, and then AFC North, that could be interesting. I'm going to go Bengals. And so those four. And then um, I'll go wild cards as the Broncos and the Ravens. Okay. Um, NFC. NFC, I'll go division winners. I'll go uh, Eagles, Vikings, uh, the Rams. Obviously, man, that NFC South, man, that's gonna be the hard. That's the hardest division in, in football. Um, I'm gonna go Homer here. I'm gonna pick the Saints, and then the other two wild card spots. I'm gonna go Green Bay. And probably the Falcons. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So, what about your championship two teams? Who are they? Super Bowl. Yeah. Super Bowl. Um, I'll go. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go Jags. I think the Jags will probably play the Patriots in the uh, the AFC Championship game and this year they'll uh, rematch. <laughs> and I think this year they'll win. Um, and then in the NFC. Um, it's going to be between the Rams and Vikings, probably. Ram- Rams and Vikings or Rams and Saints. And so I'm just going to go with the Rams. I think they're a popular pick, and they're just kind of loaded this year. All right. So who's your winner? Rams. Yeah. yeah. All right. So for me, I'm going Patriots out of their division. Then I got the Chiefs, Steelers, which the Steelers are a question mark to me, depending on when Le'Veon comes back, and whatever the heck's going on with Antonio Brown right now. You heard yeah, about who that? Knows? Who knows, man. Oh, man. That's crazy. But I still got them. They're ridiculous when both of them are there. Um, and then I got the Jags also. And then also got the Texans and the Chargers. The Texans right now are, I think they're 0-2, and so they're struggling right now. But if they get that figured out, their defense is solid. Uh, 
Deshaun Watson can carry them. And then the Chargers also, they're a sneaky team. Um, they got, you know, um, what's his face? Melvin Gordon, solid running back. He will be able to kind of lift them. And then you still got, still got the old head, uh, Phillip Rivers. Um, yep. So with both of them. It's weird they're in L.A. I know, it's really, really weird. So what you Go got, back to San Diego. You got what, them and the Rams in L.A.? Um, all right, yeah, so yeah, yeah. let me That's go. Right. NFC, obviously, I got the Rams. Um, and then coming out, I've got the Packers over the Vikings in their division. Okay. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is just ridiculous. Um, playing. Let's just hope his, you know, his knee didn't go yeah, worse. Yeah, so if his knee ends up being healthy by the end of the year, I think they'll come out of the, that division because they, what, tied the Vikings with him on one leg? Yeah. So hopefully he gets better. And then I got the Eagles. They're getting Wentz back. He's about to take over. And then I got your Saints coming. Oh, man, look at you. You're welcome. Um, For my two wild cards, I have the Vikings and the Falcons. Um, And then for my championship, oh, man, obviously I'm going to take the Rams. And then, you know what? I'm taking the Steelers. Steelers, really? Yep. They're going to pull through, finally. Finally uh, going to pull through. I don't know about that one, man. So I'm taking Steelers and Rams. And then I'm assuming Rams. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, all right. So next segment, lay it on me. What you want to rant about? Yo, this game this weekend was great. <laughs> okay, I got to tell you a story real quick. So the game's over, right? And uh, my uncle had to go to the bathroom before he left the stadium. So Courtney and I are just kind of standing out there, you know, waiting for him and everything. And this Auburn fan comes up, and he comes up, and he's like, hey, man, good game, good game. I was like, I was like yeah, I'm a good game, man. I was like, like you know, I'm going to give him five, give him a handshake or whatever, just because, you know, being a good sport and everything. And so, like, he grabs my hand, like, kind of aggressively, and he looks at me, and he's like, so how much did you pay the refs off? And then he just, like, walked off, and I looked, and he's like, you would know, wouldn't you, bro? <laughs> like, oh I was like, come hands on, man. Throw hands in the middle of an Auburn stadium. Huh? You about to throw hands, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that means. Fight? Yeah, fight. Nah, man. Like I'm too, I'm too big for that, dude. I don't too do that big. stuff. <laughs> I don't do that stuff. Uh, but yeah, man. Like, like all the Auburn fans that want to kick and complain oh, and yeah. whine about all these calls. Okay, so like, I think it was last night or the night before. Uh, somebody uploaded on SoundCloud like the last six minutes, uh, or like six minutes worth of um, audio from the Auburn Radio Sports Network. Of uh, it was like the play, uh, it was like a play or two before the last pass interference call, and then leading up to, you know, maybe a couple of minutes after LSU kicks the game winning field goal. Literally the whole time, those announcers are like complaining, he's like, I must not know football. Like, there's yeah. no way that, like, how are defenders supposed to play now? Like, are you supposed to not touch them? And blah. Like, it was like the worst thing I've ever heard. And any time that, I, like, um, you know, sometimes I would turn on the radio if I'm like I'm going somewhere on Saturdays, knowing that like Auburn's playing a big team or it might be like the Auburn, like the Iron Bowl or something like that. You know, I turn on the like the radio just to listen to them. Auburn's announcers are awful. Oh, like yeah. their radio people are terrible. I get okay. that they're homers and they want to pull. Like yeah, team, I mean, like like it's, it's cool. It's cool to like be that way. Like I mean, like you listen to like Chris Blair and like yeah. some of these other people like yes like they're all obvi- like they're obviously being paid by the university yeah. they're obviously going to be for your team like, it's, but it's like their radio like it's yeah their radio, but like so man you you're like going like that, way over like if I was listening just to that or like probably any of the calls that they had like I would have thought like that Auburn literally did not touch this receiver yeah. at all and like it was complete like ghost like no this dude like completely interfered with this guy held his arm down and used his arm as levers to get up to try to get to the ball. Like, it's obvious interference. Like, stop complaining. Like, you literally gave no credit to LSU for taking shots, taking advantage of how aggressive your cornerbacks are, getting themselves in position to play and everything. Like, kick rocks, guys. Like, that's awful. But, man, like, everybody doubted us. Not a single person picked LSU to win this game. Like, in the media, not one. And again, two times this season already, we won against the odds, okay? Now listen, LSU has the two most impressive wins out of anybody this year. Two top ten wins. Nobody can match it, okay? Biggest win 
of the whole year against Auburn in Auburn. And by the way, we never play well there, and we no. played pretty well there. Okay, <laughs> this is only uh, so. I even thought I thought about it even more last year. I said two thousand four. But I'm pretty sure I was there for the 2002 game. We got blown out 31, 31 to like 7 or something like that. So I've been to every single LSU-Auburn game in Auburn since 2002. Only three times have I left happy. This was like this was the third time I left happy, and it was great. Like, it was fantastic. My cousin was nice and quiet. It's funny. We were in the car heading back to uh, uh, Courtney Nuss' car. They were dropping us off. And we're sitting in traffic, and my cousin's like, Man, I'm going to need a six-pack. It's like, oh, okay. Is it that bad? Is it that bad? Like, come on, man. Like, it was great. I had a really good time. It was fun, but it was so hot. Like, like Courtney got, like, a headache, and she, like, felt awful all the way home. And so she probably got a little dehydrated. But, um, yeah, I probably bought, like, three or four water bottles for us. And then, like, at halftime... Like, you, I went to get drinks for me and some of the other people in a row. And, like, the line for the concession stand that we were at, like, it was, like, one of the longest lines I've ever seen. But nobody cared because of how no. hot it was. <laughs> like, you had to go get you some, yeah. like, ice or something. Like, yeah, man. But, man, it was great. Great win. We're still coming. We got La Tech this weekend. It's going to be nothing. So, that's all I got. All right. For my rant this week, I'm going to hit you with the curveball real quick and talk about the NBA. My oh, sport. Your, 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 your so, teams. Look, I can, sit sport. Here, I can sit here and talk to you about how I believe the Celtics are going to go it's and beat the Warriors in the championship. It's not happening, it's bro. Happen. But, but Just as a preview, we're going to be arguing about this probably the whole oh, time man. whenever basketball season's here. But that's not what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to save that for later. <laughs> save that for the other, like, 20 episodes we're going to have? Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. I got plenty of Celtics stuff for you guys. <laughs> um, but... The Minnesota Timberwolves are going up in flames right now for no reason. Um, Jimmy Butler obviously isn't happy. He's been coming out saying that he isn't happy with some of the work ethics of some of their younger players, a.k.a. Andrew Wiggins. And the Minnesota Timberwolves just gave Andrew Wiggins a nice new contract. For whichever reason, I don't know. Andrew Wiggins is not that good. Um, And then... Carl Anthony Towns comes out, and it's rumored that he's not signing an extension with the Minnesota Timberwolves unless Jimmy Butler's there. And Jimmy Butler isn't staying if Wiggins is there. And so (laughs) right now, the Minnesota Timberwolves are choosing Andrew Wiggins over both Jimmy Butler. Wiggins is terrible, man. Like So, like, I remember whenever he got drafted, whenever he was playing at Kansas, like, they were saying that he could be the next LeBron. He's not. Wow. Don't get me started on that. Okay. <laughs> but, so they're choosing Andrew Wiggins over Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns right now, which blows my mind because Carl Anthony Towns was just voted the number one person to start a franchise around over LeBron and KD and all those guys. Because it's he's so young and he's good. He's so young and one of the best centers in the league right now. Um, Minnesota, I don't know what you guys are thinking right Do now. Do they ever know what they're doing, though? Oh, man. I'm if pretty they, sure that's uh, Chase's team, too. Oh, yeah. So I'll ask him about it at work. If they can keep that team together, they will easily be a top-five team in the, in the um, Western Conference, which is very hard to do this year. Yeah, it's hard. But they're obviously not going to keep that together. So Jimmy Butler, Carl Anthony Towns, if y'all want a new place, Boston will love to have you. Don't have much money to give you, but we'll love you. You can't get everybody, Mason. Look, we don't need everybody. We're still winning the championship no, you're regardless. Not. You're not. So you're not winning. That'll be It'll be a cakewalk. 28 days. Count them down. Do you know the hours? Um, What time is it? (laughs) 9.30. Their game starts at 7 on the 16th. However many hours that is. Yep. (laughs) Whatever that is. (laughs) All right, what else we got? All right, so week four, we got some pretty good games coming up. Give me one game that you are really looking forward to. Let's see. Uh, I really didn't look at the schedule too much. Uh, my computer's being real slow. Before I do that, okay, what were our picks like this week? Look, we both had a solid week last week. Did we have a good week? We had a good week. Now, you ended up having a better week. Ooh, yeah, that's right. But it's okay. It's okay. We both <laughs> had a good week. So, 
Last week, I was 4-2, and two, losing USC and obviously Auburn. We said that a bunch of times this week. And you were 5-1. and one. Oof. All you lost was TCU. Oof. Man. Man, the one, I, I tried to go for the trifecta of upsets. You tried to go for it. I right? almost had it. It looked good until Ohio State just, you know, rushed him there. Um, so, overall, right now, I'm 13 and 7. You're 14 and 6. You got Let's go, baby. Game. So, that's obviously going to change this week. <laughs> um, but, so, I'll give you a game. How about your boys that you need to hop off their bandwagon? Texas versus TCU. Texas, TCU. Texas is going to win that game, man. Oh They're going to do gosh. it. Going to do it. All right. Look at this guy. Listen. It's in Austin, okay? Same. I don't know. Just saying. Um, Other games happening this week. Uh, Florida, Tennessee, they used to always be the 230 game. Yeah. Not this time. But, hey, watch out for Tennessee, though. <laughs> I'm serious. That used to be the game. It used to be the game. It's not anymore. No, but, listen, nothing. watch out for Tennessee winning this, winning this game, okay? Watch out for that. Uh, other games, uh, Oregon and Stanford play. Yeah. That's a top 25 matchup. I don't know how good Oregon is this season. Um, let's see. Ooh, Kentucky plays Mississippi State. Um, you, I mean, you really get to see how good Kentucky is. Are they really good, or you know, is Florida just really, really bad? Yeah, we'll get to see Mississippi State um, in conference on the road. And uh, obviously, you got the game of the week. Game of the week, Texas Bama A and M. How are you feeling about that? Look, at first, I was a little worried about it. Not gonna lie, that quarterback that they got, Kellen Mond, he's pretty legit. Um, They'll be able to make some noise against our defense, I think. But, obviously, the offense is just too good. I don't think um, Texas A&M will be able to stop them. Luckily, it is in Tuscaloosa. Yep, it's not Brian Denny. But listen, whenever A&M upset Alabama, it was in Brian Denny. Okay, but they also had Johnny Manziel. Yeah, they, did. they, did. Anyway. they don't have him. Yeah. Um, but, luck- yeah, luckily, it's in Tuscaloosa, so we don't have to go down there to the 12th man. So, obviously, I still think we'll win, but... I mean, but I mean, after that, there's really not a lot of good games. I yeah. mean, Georgia plays Missouri, Purdue plays Boston College. I mean, it's just like any like there's a lot of cupcake games, a lot of like low like bottom tier SEC or conference games. South Carolina plays Vandy, so I mean, there's not a lot of. Big game. So let's get into our picks, Mason. All right. So with that, we will roll into our picks, and we'll just start it off with the cupcake game: LSU versus La Tech. LSU. Let's go. LSU. All right. Bama versus Texas A&M. Another blah blah blah. Obviously, it's gonna be Bama. But I mean, watch. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't like. I think with this game, we'll see one how good A&M is. But also, with that, you also find out how good Clemson is yeah. just based on, you know, comparison of opponents there yeah. with Alabama and see where they're at with them. I agree. All right, so now coming up to TCU, Texas, who you got? Hook them, baby. Oh Texas Longhorns are going to win again and beat TCU. Good. I'll pick up that one game. All right. No, you won't. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking TCU, obviously. <laughs> um, all right, Boston College versus Purdue. This is an interesting one. Against some lower tier teams, but still some solid teams. Man, Purdue hasn't won a game yet. <laughs> Have they not? They haven't won. So they lost to Northwestern opening night, and then they lost to Eastern in Illinois week two. And they lo- they played a really close game to Missouri last week, yeah. which they could have won that game. They had a ton of passing yards. Uh, too. Were they close to 500? I, I wouldn't know. I didn't get to watch yeah, it. it but I just know it was real close. I watched some of the highlights. But Purdue, I mean, that was their shot. Boston College really good this year, though, so I got BC. Yeah, I got BC also. That running back that they, that they got, AJ Dillon. Yeah. Monster. All right. Arizona State versus Washington. Who you got? I got Washington. Yeah. You know, I want to pick Arizona State after Where's it Michigan at? State. You know? Um, I do not think it's at Washington. Uh, I'll look real quick. But, yeah. I would like to pick them, Herm Edwards, but they just took a really bad loss last week. So, I'm going with Washington. Washington's just winning that All game. right, so another interesting one, Mississippi State versus Kentucky. State's going to win, but it'll be real close. Yeah, I got State also. Um, all right, I think probably the best all-around game of the week, the two highest-ranked teams, Stanford versus Oregon. 
Sanford versus Oregon. Um, man, like I said, I really don't know a lot about Oregon this Oregon's year. Oregon's interesting. They look like they're finally starting to get their offensive rhythm back from what they had with Chip Kelly. They're starting to look pretty legit. Who's their coach? Um, dang, what's his name? I don't remember. I don't remember. Hmm. But they're finally starting to – I think they're starting to catch their, get their rhythm back. Is that Autzen Stadium? So it's in Eugene? Um, let's see. Oregon Ducks against Stanford. I mean, it's the primetime ABC game of the week. This will freaking load here. Goodness gracious. So, uh, the FBI for ESPN, uh, I mean, it's pretty even here. I mean, they have Stanford as 56% and Oregon at 43%. So, uh, real close. Oregon scoring 51 points a game. 503 total yards of offense. Um, defensive numbers are real similar. Um, uh, the point spread is has Stanford as a favorite by one and a half points, so it's pretty much a pick 'em. Yeah. Um, who you got, Mason? Um, you know I can't go against Bryce Love, so I gotta go with Stanford. That's my guy. I've got about a thousand guys, but he's one of the top ones. So, I got Stanford. Yeah, I'm probably going to go Stanford, too. Well, I'm going to be different from you because I want to get two games up because yes. you're picking TCU. Go ahead, and give so, me, go ahead and give me the lead. So, I'm going to go with Oregon. I think they'll uh, they'll win the game. I'm not, you know, sold on Stanford. So. All right. Well, that's all we got for the week. You got anything else to add? Hey, guess what? We're finally up on iTunes. Finally. Yesterday. Check I think I got out. the email yesterday saying that they finally accepted our podcast. <laughs> like, it took like three or four weeks. What, what week is this? Is this week four that, this of the podcast? Week four. week four of the podcast. Finally up on iTunes. Took long enough. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> it's about time. But, All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Make sure you email us if you got any questions. Yeah, What's email our us. Email? Our Wait email on. address is down to the wire cm at gmail.com. Email some questions. I check it every day. Usually don't get anything. So we're a little <laughs> lonely over here, guys. So send us some questions. Send us some uh, topics that you want us to talk about. It could be football, basketball. I mean, it could be anything. So we'd love to um, take some questions, have you guys be involved in the show a little bit. But uh, again, this episode, again, will be two parts. Um, we're, we're kind of consistently hitting around 55 minutes or so, 50 to 55 minutes is our range right now. So, uh, maybe, uh, eventually we might, you know, get into paying a little bit like five bucks a month first for a hosting site. But, um, as of right now, we'll have to kind of keep with the, uh, two episodes, two, uh, episodes to split it up. So maybe next time we won't get no, nah, man, that's part of the podcast, man. That's what the people want. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate the support. Uh, let your friends know. Probably soon we'll probably start sharing this on social media to try and get some more listeners. And But let your friends know. Let your family know. Thanks, you guys, for listening. And we will talk to you guys next week. See you later, guys. Roll Tide. Go Tigers.